God's people said. I want to talk to you about the king and his kingdom. This is part two of our Easter series. And this morning, I want to talk to you about realizing your realm. Realizing your realm. And uh, do you believe in other realms? Do you believe in other worlds, other places? Uh, you know, Hollywood and, and authors seem to, for a long time, man has written a lot about other worlds. There's a, a video for a kid's book and a, a movie about, it's called The Spiderwick Chronicles. And I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's about these kids who go to this house. They're in a, a broken uh, a home, and they go to this house with their mom. And basically, there's this uh, magical forest, and no one can see it or know anything about it unless you have this little stone that you put on your eye. And then you look through the stone, and you can see the other world that's there. And uh, it's kind of interesting. Man has always been interested in, in other worlds, other dimensions on top of this dimension. I mean, even the popular uh, series that just broke records, the Harry Potter series, just as an example, uh, is all about this other world where people who are human encounter people who are uh, magical or uh, wizards and witches, that it, those worlds intercollide, that people are always longing. Even the secular world is always longing for a belief in another reality, another world. Everybody wants to pretend to be something else. We always grow up pretending to be Superman or Batman, and even Marvel's Avengers, which has uh, just taken over the world by storm in the last decade. It's all about different realms and different worlds, different superheroes all converging on Earth at the same time fighting different bad guys, right? And what is it about man? Man has something in him that has always longed for the beyond. You ever notice this? Look how popular all the TV series is about death and beyond and the supernatural and ghost hunters. And I mean, it's just taking the world by storm. All, everything that we'd see in Hollywood really is about something beyond. And if anything, there's something in this man longing for more than this reality. And the Christians, we have our own version and we, have, we call it the Chronicles of Narnia. And if you ever watched it or read the books, you go through the wardrobe and there is the land of Narnia. There's something beyond this world and wouldn't we all like to have a magical wardrobe that we could just enter into heaven anytime we want and chat, chat with them and then come back whenever we needed to. And despite Hollywood though, the Bible actually tells us this in part is true. There are actually three different worlds, three different realms existing right here and right now. You don't have to have a movie, you're living it out. Three different worlds, three different realms. There's the heavenly world where, where God is, His realm, where His Spirit is. That's called the kingdom of heaven. And it's an actual place there, but it's also here now. There's the dominion of darkness, the kingdom of Satan that is here among us. And there is also this kingdom, earth, the kingdom, the reality that you and I live in, the kingdom of man. And all these three exist, and whether you see them or believe them, they're here. They're here right now among us. This morning, perhaps if you're a believer, you felt the presence of God, the kingdom of God in this place. Maybe perhaps you've been through trials and tribulations and you've felt under attack by something beyond than this current reality. And I don't know if you know this or if you believe it or not, but I'm telling you the truth today. There is more than meets the eye than this current reality that you see here. It's more than just eight to five. It's more than just getting to Friday. It's more than getting your 401k and your retirement and living a good life and then dying one day and somebody carrying you six men to a grave. There is more than meets the eye. This is not all there is. Somebody say amen. amen. 
Do you realize your realm? Christ's resurrection is the single most proof of the power of his realm and its supremacy. The problem is, though, we can all live like it's just Hollywood. Even Christians, those of us who are supposed to live in two different worlds, two different places, living here but also being a part of God's kingdom, it's so easy just to make everything about this reality, everything about here and now, to live with this earthly perspective and even to see the church through man's eyes, to see the church as this thing I go to and this time slot that I attend and this thing that I have a membership with and even to see Christianity as a list of rules of do's and don'ts and even the best of us to begin to measure ourselves in the physical things and not the spiritual things. It's so easy. Even many Christians today, I believe, are confused and conflicted. How do I live within two realms? Because I've never even heard anybody talk like this before. Well, that's good. That's why I'm glad you're here. What does it mean? How do you, we're often conflicted. How do you live? You're like, I have no clue. I've never even heard this before. How do you live in the realm of God? How do you live in the kingdom of God? We can so easily live earthly minded. We can react with natural tendencies. We can be driven by our natural desires. We can live so unaware of God's kingdom, even as a Christian, that we can accidentally play Christian. We can be devoted to religion, we can have our traditions, we can have some sense of a cultural morality, yet to be the church is to be God's kingdom people. It means that you're a people not of this realm, not of this world. And being a member of a church is not the same as being a member in the kingdom of God. Being a member of a church is not the same as being a member of the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Romans that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and everybody say joy. Joy Joy in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That means if I am of this other place, this other realm, this other world, how I respond is going to reveal my realm. What does that mean? Righteousness. It means that how I respond to being a child of God, how I respond to temptation, that I have become the righteousness of God in Christ, how I respond when in this world, in this reality, I encounter temptation and trials and tribulations. I have a way I respond, and it's not going to be in the realm that I was first born in, but it's going to be in the realm that I was born again in. How I respond when people insult me, how I respond when temptation comes my way, how I respond when sorrow and grief. It says, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace in tribulation and trouble. It's joy in the midst of sorrow. It's something otherly. He talks, Philippians talks about how the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Writing from prison, Paul says that there is a place that you can have with Christ that goes beyond your current reality. It goes beyond your current condition because you are a people not of this world, not of this realm. How do you respond when temptation comes your way? When trouble comes your way, when trials and tribulation comes your way, because how you respond reveals what realm you're walking in. How you respond in this life reveals your realm. And does your life demonstrate another reality? And really the one question I want you to get today is this. Are you in man's church 
today? Or are you in God's kingdom? Are you in man's church? Do you live as a part of man's church? The do's, the don'ts, the here's, the now's. Are you a part of God's kingdom? Look with me in John chapter 18, verse 33. Your response reveals your realm. Our kingdom is out of this world. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm going out of this world. We are out of this world. Look what Jesus said. This is John chapter 18, verse 33. Jesus is on trial. Some of the last things he's going to say before he goes to the cross. He's before Pilate, the Roman governor. He has been falsely accused, blasphemed, spit at, condemned to die, basically. And they have had people slander him, and they're about to crucify him. And Pilate is seeking some authority that he has. What, what do I do with this guy? I don't understand what to do with him. Because he doesn't fit the box. He doesn't fit the mold. I don't really understand what to do with this guy. So the Bible says in John 18, verse 33, Pilate entered again into the praetorium. That's the governor's place. And summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative? Or did others tell you about me? And Pilate answered, he wanted to know if he had faith or not. Why are the reason you're asking me this? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Or some translations say, not of here. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. And for this I have been born. And for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. That world, uh, world there in the Greek is cosmos. We call it cosmos, not cosmopolitan, ladies. Cosmos, the cosmos, the universe, the universal system. My kingdom is not of this cosmos. It's not of this world order. It's not of this dominion. It's not of this realm. My kingdom is another place. My kingdom is out of this world. And he says, my kingdom is literally not from here. It is otherly. It is different. It is not how this world works. If I drop something off of a building, it always falls. But if you look in the Gospels, Jesus could eat fish and he could walk, through, walk across water. He could walk through walls. He could appear and disappear, but yet you could touch him. He could do things. I don't understand it. Why? Because it's not of this world. It doesn't have the same laws. It doesn't have the same opinions. The way things work there is different than the way things work here. This is the fallen reality. This this is a physical place, but where God is, it is out of this world. Pilate has got no revelation of this kingdom. He doesn't believe it. He can't see it. And so his response revealed his realm. And where, I'm going to give you three questions. And the first is this, where is this kingdom? Because, you know, it's kind of hard even for a Christian, I believe, to understand this. Where is this kingdom? Well, I'm going to tell you about the kingdom of the heresies real quick, okay? The kingdom of the heresies. The kingdom of the heresies is outside of Gina, Louisiana, in a place called Somerville, the land of Somerville, all right? Uh, and we have property there. And when you come on that place... That place is my domain. Don't ask my wife this, okay? That place is my domain. That's my kingdom. That, that, that acreage right there is mine. And when you walk on that property, guess what? 
I don't expect you to litter. I expect you to treat my property the way I treat my property. When you come on that property, you're not going to bring drugs or violence or hatred. You're not going to slander people because I have authority on what happens on my property. That's my place. The second thing that my kingdom involves, it involves my people. Who are my people? My peeps. That's my family, my, my wife and my two girls. And those people are also under my protection, my dominion, my authority. And they act the way I want them to act in the sense, not always, right? But they act the way I want them to act in that I teach my children just like I want my property to be kept. We don't litter little girls on this property. We don't do drugs on this property. We don't, we don't say nasty things on this property because we are people called the Harrises. And you should act the way a Harris should act. You're my people. So I have a place, I have a people, and they have a purpose. Even when my family leaves this property, guess how I want them to act? Like a Harris should act. I want them to reflect me and my image and how we do. So when we drive down the highway, unlike some people, we don't throw things out the window because that's not what a Harris does. When we encounter people who are mean to us, we are nice back because that's what a Harris does. These kids look like me. They got the big ears that I got. They got their mama's teeth. I mean, they look like me. They are supposed to act like me even when they're not in the place. Are you with me? There's a place there's a people, there's a purpose for these people to grow up and act like. Then there's the power, and that is that I am the husband, the father, and I act as such. I have authority to buy, sell, trade, paint the bedrooms, what my wife says I should paint them, <laughs> right? I mean, I have power. But you know what? My kingdom is subject to another kingdom, the state of Louisiana, and they tax me. And they, they tell me what I can and cannot do and what things I can and cannot build and dig. So my kingdom is subject to another kingdom. There is a place, there is a people, there is a purpose, and there is a power. And God's kingdom is exactly the same in that sense. God's kingdom is the highest kingdom. And God has a place, and that place is His divine realm. It is not a boundary issue of physical space, but it is the place where His Spirit reigns. And anything that's in His Spirit and in His presence, that's His place. It can go across territories. It can jump from this house to that house. It can go from this continent to that continent. It can go from that realm to this realm. But wherever God's presence is, that's His place. This room right now could be His place if we allow His presence to be here. That's His kingdom. Wherever His Spirit is, that's His place. But God also has a people in His kingdom. He has children, just like I have children. He has children. And those kids, like my kids, are supposed to look like him. They're supposed to act like him. And just like he's a good father, I hope I'm a good father. And I submit to his lordship if I'm his, ki his kid. And we also have a purpose. And that purpose is that no matter where I go in this realm or the next realm, I'm going to look like God's kid. I'm going to act like God's kid. I'm going to walk in his authority. I'm going to do things in his way. And Say, man, I don't do that because just like I'm a Harris, I'm a child of God. That's his people. His people are a part of his kingdom. And lastly is his power. Man, God has all power, 
all authority over every kingdom. There's no more king. Like I'm underneath the state of Louisiana. There's nobody above God. His is the supreme authority. If he wants to build, he builds. If he wants to do, he does. If he wants to create, he creates. If he wants to expand, he ex- whatever he wants to do, he has power. So he, his kingdom is a place. It's a people who have a purpose and there is power. That's the kingdom of God. And it is spiritual. Jesus said that it's like this. It's a, it's, I can't unscribe it in earthly terms, but the best way he could, he'd give it in parables. How do you explain something that's otherly, that doesn't respond to physics and matter like we do? He says it's like this. It's like a tiny mustard seed. It grows like a giant tree. It can be like a, a treasure or a giant pearl. It's worth selling everything for. It can be like a tiny yeast that affects the entire dough. It's like a good seed that comes on good soil. It's like a wedding feast worth answering the invitation for. That's what this kingdom is like. And he says, it's at hand. This kingdom, he said, he preached it. And he said, repent for belief. Repent and believe the kingdom of God is here. Even to another, he would say, the kingdom of God is not just here, but it's going to be within you. It doesn't have this boundary. It's not something I show up for. I don't show up to church and say I'm now in the... The the kingdom of God is not something external and physical. It's something spiritual. It's something beyond. It's something otherly. It's a place. It's a people. It's a purpose. It's a power. And you can't see it until you believe it. Number one thing Jesus preached in his ministry was called the gospel of the kingdom. I've asked, I, think, I don't think I understood until I was much older in church what this word gospel was. You know, like, preach the gospel. Okay, well, what does that mean, Pastor? He didn't understand what is the gospel. It's not just the whole, he died on the cross and he rose again. It's actually the good news of God's kingdom. In fact, if you look at the gospels, it says, and they preach the good news, the gospel of the kingdom. What is that? I'm going to tell you a story. You see, when God made man in his image... He gave him rule over creation, both heaven and earth aligned in perfect harmony. These two kingdoms were aligned. Everything was perfect. But man rebelled against God's natural law, his word, and man fell. He was cursed to a physical and spiritual death. He was cast out, separated from God's perfect kingdom. Everything was out of balance. The two kingdoms are no longer in harmony. And since then, man's kingdom has continually rebelled. And it was set itself up as the image of man against the image of God. Not only that, but man, after he fell from underneath the kingdom of God, he fell under now the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. We fell prey to underneath that. We were above it before, but we fell below it. So now we fell privy to hate and murder and lust and pride and anger and war and famine. Everything began broken. The entire society was out of whack. It didn't work. It wasn't in the right place. It was out of order. And we fell beneath that kingdom. But Jesus Christ was born both as a king of heaven and as the son of man. He became this prophesied heir of David the prophets told us about. He came preaching the good news that God's kingdom was coming back down to earth. That this cosmos would come to cosmos and he would show us what his kingdom was like. The dead would be resurrected. The sick were healed. Demons became powerless. Creation began restored to healing and perfect order. And he was not only born a king, but he would die a king and he would raise victorious as a king over death. Because the Bible says in Acts 2.24, it was impossible for him to be held in its power. And so as dominion was lost by this first man, Adam, 
to a fallen kingdom, the next Adam, the next perfect man, Jesus Christ, would raise it back up and put it in the right place. Through his resurrection, the Bible says in Colossians that he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and put that kingdom back underneath the kingdom of his son. He would break into Satan's kingdom, bind the strong man, take back the keys of sin and death and give man access back into his presence and his kingdom once again. And the Bible even says that there's coming a day while it has happened in the first, it's coming back again in fullness and power where everyone who has pierced him will see him coming on the clouds and behold him as king of kings and Lord of lords. And every knee will bow in this kingdom and the kingdom of darkness and every tongue will confess that this king is king of kings. You see, this kingdom has already come, and it is still coming. And the Bible says, when you know the truth, when you know the truth, this truth will set you free. Why? Because sometimes we don't understand what realm we're walking in. We don't realize the realm that we're in. We don't understand the kingdom of God, the kingdom of darkness, and the kingdom of man. And we're caught between two worlds and we don't get how this whole thing works. We don't understand our liberty and our identity in Christ. We don't know the power and the authority that God has given us when we walk in His presence. Yes, if you walk in the natural, you are going to be bound to sin and repeat offenses and continual addiction and continual negative thoughts and continual hatred and lust and pride and all these things because you're walking in the wrong realm. But if you begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and the things that Jesus has purchased for you, you won't walk in that place anymore. You're going to walk into a whole new reality in the things that Jesus is king over. And how you respond to things in your life reveals what realm you're walking in. What your faith is in the Son of God. Because he says, if you believe this truth, if you know this truth, this truth will set you free. That whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And if that's not true, then he's a liar. If I can't have victory over these things, if I can't walk in liberty, if I don't think healing's possible, if I think that's just stuff made up, Pastor E, that's just Hollywood. Yes, it's good, but we just need to be a good person, live a good life, go to church, believe in this guy named Jesus, and just live the best you can, because that's what most Christians do. We just try to live the best we can, sin the least we can, and just believe there is a guy who died on a cross, is coming back, and I don't want to go to hell. And we don't ever walk in a new spiritual place. We don't know what true Christianity is. We don't know what true joy is, true peace is. You don't know how to tap into something you've never been born again to see. How do you get there? How do you get there? The good news is Jesus came to give you life more abundantly. Everybody say abundantly. Abundantly. How do you walk in that? Well, you don't join a church. You don't become a church membership. You don't become a pastor. You don't go to ministry training. You'll never taste the true joy of Christianity that way. How do you get it? One author says this, you can't cure a blind man by increasing the light. You don't cure a blind man by putting more light in the room. Why? You have to change his condition. So Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he's a Pharisee, a ruler. He says, I know you're a great teacher and you can do things and I don't understand it. But Jesus said, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, everybody say again. Again. That word means from above. Unless one is born from another place. 
born from that heavenly kingdom that's the highest, born of the Spirit, you cannot see where you're at. You can't see the reality of what's going on. You are down in the kingdom that is below the kingdom of darkness. You're submitted to the kingdom of darkness who's blinded the eyes of unbelieving hearts so they will not see and understand and come into the light. But he says, unless you believe that I am he and be born again and see something from above and the spirit from above comes and pulls you out of that place and sets you in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, you won't get what I'm trying to do. You won't get how to walk in victory. You won't get to understand what God's doing in this world. He says, how do you get a second time in your mother's womb and start over? He's like, no, 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 no. Truly I say to you, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of Spirit is Spirit. What does that mean? Your Christianity cannot just be about earthly things. I'm glad you're a good person. I'm glad you've got it all together, perhaps. But you've got to have a life that's out of this world. Your Christianity has got to take on a heavenly dimension. You've got to have a new disposition, a new nature, a new commitment, a new purpose. You've got to become a kingdom person. You've got to walk in the place. You've got to be His people. You've got to walk in His power. You've got to fulfill His purpose. Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the door. How do you get there? Be born in spirit. Realize your lack. Repent. Believe. He says you got to come like a kid. Come like a child. you got to really want it. He says the violent take this place by force. It's people who are passionate for this thing want it. People who are passionate. People who are, are poor and hungry in spirit. Those who realize, man, I'm tired of the place I'm living in. I want a change in my condition. I don't want to just get a better reality of this reality. I don't want to just walk as a better human. I don't just want to have a better job and a better career and a better life. I want to get to a, no, a whole new level of living where there is joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, where there is peace every day that passes understanding, where every day is a new beginning in my spiritual reality that I walk every day in the Spirit of God that gives me that self-control, that gives me that love, that gives me that patience, that gives me that goodness and that kindness faithfulness and gentleness. That's the kind of life I want. I want something that's real, that's beyond. Just like Hollywood is painting a picture for the world of all this beyond and all of our kids are dressing up like this and they're pretending to be in another world. You can walk in another world every single day if you have Jesus. You can walk in a new reality where people will be like, man, where are you at? How come your head is in cloud? Why are you going and how are you going through this life the way you're going through? Paul told Timothy, give some people some reason for the hope that's found in you. Show them something, that there is something beyond what you can taste, see, smell, and touch. There is a place where Jesus reigns in your hearts and your life is changed. Because how you respond reveals your realm. Let me give you just four quick things real quick. How do you live there? How do you live there? You know, you're going to suffer hardship because you're still in this reality. You're going to suffer tribulation. We're still waiting for Jesus to come back and take it all back into alignment again. We're still waiting for that kingdom to fully come and to totally bring full restoration of all this pain and suffering and anguish. We're still living in two realities. We're living in the kingdom of man still and the kingdom of God. We're living in both, spirit and in flesh. But just as my family are heresies and they act, should act like a heresy no matter where they are, because I'm their father, it's not because of a list of do or don'ts that I put on my refrigerator when they walk out of the house. It's because I have birthed them, know them, and taught them. 
They have spent time with me. They know me. They know what I like. They know they look like me. My DNA is in them. And the same is true. If you want to live this Christian life, you have to be born of the Spirit of God. You have to look like Him. You have to have His spiritual DNA. You have to spend time with Him to know what He likes and dislikes so that when you go out into this world like my family, I send them out. He says, as sheep amidst the wolves, that you know this is how my Father acts. I know what my Father says and does. I have his purpose. I am his people. His power walks within me and I am in his place right here, right now, even if I'm in the thick of it. His place is right here on the inside. I'm not scared of when things come before me at night. I don't live in fear and disbelief and anxiety as this world is shaken and the kingdoms of man are falling apart because I know another place. I live in a different reality where my God is king above all kings. I don't have to fear though the mountains quake and are thrown to the sea. I have a God whose streams make glad the city of this heart where he reigns. Because the greatest proof of this reality is Christ's resurrection. You don't have to live in another place. The invitation has come. That means that you can live a life every day Raised in faith. He was risen from the grave so you could be his kid. And just like I'm raising my children, you can be raised in faith. That means you can have confidence in every word that he says, that his word is true. More than this reality that you see, his word is going to beat everything. Say, because my king has authority. Just like the state of Louisiana has authority over my property. Oh, well, this kingdom is saying, man, this bills are due, man. You got cancer. Things are bad. It's going downhill. They're breaking up with you. All this stuff is bad. You need another hit. You need to pacify that desire. Man, nobody loves you. You should just feel sorry for yourself and drown your sorrows away. Say, no, but I have another kingdom. I have another place. I have better words than what this kingdom is speaking over me. I have a God who's spoken and sings over me, the Bible says. He meditates over me. He watches over me as I sleep at night. That's what my kingdom says. I have faith in that word. It says he can be raised in fellowship. That means, as Jesus says, I'm the bread of life and the water of life and the true vine. That means I can abide in fellowship with him just as I set my kids at night to go to bed and I sing over them. Each one of them, my wife and I sing over them before they go to sleep. We pray over them. We spend time. How is your day? That every single day you can abide in the presence that never fades. Someone who is always there, thicker than a brother. He's, he's calling you friend now. Children of the Most High God, such as you and I are. That I can have someone I can lean on. Man, maybe, who cares if nobody else loves you? Who cares if everybody's offended you? Who cares if you never were loved as a child or abandoned or abused? You have a God who loves you now. You have a God above all gods, a Father above all fathers, who calls you His own. You can call on Him any day and any night. You don't need FaceTime. He's right there. He's right here with you. You are raised in fellowship in the kingdom of God. You're raised in freedom, and you can struggle with sin, just like my kids are not perfect, but they're my kids all the same. The Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you if you're a child of God. That means I receive my liberty that's in Jesus Christ. I believe it, and therefore I receive it. 
I choose to walk in freedom. I choose to say no to these things by the power, not of my own flesh or this kingdom, but of the kingdom that I'm living in because I have the Holy Spirit on the inside. He gives me that power. I don't have that power. If I choose, I often choose bad things in the flesh, but if I walk in the Spirit, I won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. That's what Paul says. You walk in a different reality. Maybe the problem is I'm not walking in the Spirit. Maybe the problem is I'm not walking in this kingdom reality because I don't know how. I need to learn how to walk in His Spirit. The last two is this. I'm raised in obedience and I'm raised in hope. That means I love Him and so I obey Him. I believe His purpose for me is good. When I say to my little one, jump off of this, I, she knows I'll catch her. Well, because she trusts me, so she obeys me. And I have a hope in God that no matter what happens, man, our kids don't worry about whether I'm gonna pay the, they don't have a clue. I don't have a clue how I pay the bills and how I do things and fill out my taxes. I don't have a clue how God keeps the world going around. I don't have a clue how He brings the moon up every night. I don't have a clue how He keeps all the stars of the cosmos and this reality coming. He keeps the lights on at night. He keeps the lights coming on in the day. He keeps this world spinning. He keeps the birds chirping. He keeps the seas working because my God is my dad. And I don't have to worry in this life. I have a hope in Him. How do you live there? You're, just be God's kid. Be God's kid. And just because you come in my house doesn't mean you're my kid. You gotta look like me. You gotta act like me. My kids will love me and my kids will obey me. And you may come into church every Easter, Christmas, every Sunday, you can sing on a stage, you can serve in the back, you can preach from this pulpit. But unless you look like God's kid, act like God's kid, love like God's kid, and walk like God's kid, you're not God's kid. Live in the kingdom. Realize your realm. Walk in the place that God has purchased for you because he loves you with an everlasting love. That God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes, believes. His kingdom is out of this world. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Worship team, would you come? How you respond in this life reveals what realm you're living and walking in. Mom and dad, how you've been living? How have you been responding? Some of us as Christians, we respond too often in the realm of the natural, the realm of the flesh. We respond too often in natural terms, in man's kingdom. I'm going to challenge you today to realize your realm and walk in the place and the position and the power that God has given you. Walk in the Spirit. If you live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. And you will not satisfy the desires of your sinful nature. Realize your realm. Maybe today you have been a church attender, but you've not been born again. Unless you're born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. Are you a spiritual being? Are you captive to things you don't want to be captive to anymore? Do you want a new beginning? Do you want hope? Do you want a new identity? Do you want fresh life? To walk in a place where your sin no longer has dominion over you, where you don't have to fear and worry and fret any longer. 
because you become adopted as a child of God. Where are you at today? What realm are you walking in? You may be one of the longest church members here and realize one day, I don't know that if I'm born again or not. Because just because you're in a church, just because you're a church member doesn't mean you're in the kingdom of God. Realize your realm. Realize your realm. My kingdom is not of this world.